good evening good night good day wherever you are everyone this is unleashed unapologetically this is where we come to help you to support you to empower you and to let you know that you can unleash unapologetically so this evening i have a special guest that i wanted to talk to and i'm pretty sure you are going to feel inspired empowered elevated as you know this is not the place where we just empty because it is empty but it's not the emptiness it's empty e-m-p-t-t-y where we elevate motivate with the purpose for you to transform yourself so we have with us Wen, who's a motivational speaker she has written books and published book and she is going to talk to you about where she comes from her lifestyle her joy what brought her to be where she is now as a motivational speaker and someone who can empower us to grow as well in our life and in our business so when tell us a bit about you or tell us everything about you how about that i will <laughs> For those of you that don't know me, I have been in the podcast space quietly, although I should say loudly because I'm a little bit of a loud mouth, and I have been in the podcast space for over 10 years with my own pod- three podcast, mm-hmm. Ask When the Amazing and the Amazing Voices of Teachers and the Artwork of CP. And now, where does the artwork of CP fit in? You may be wondering what those call letters stand for. Mm-hmm. Well, those call letters stand for cerebral palsy. Mm-hmm. Cerebral palsy happens to be my gifts. Cerebral palsy, I was gifted cerebral palsy back in 1987, mm-hmm. whereupon I was born with cerebral palsy. And you're thinking, wait a minute, I have to Google cerebral palsy now? I have to Google magic Google cerebral palsy now? I'm like, no, you don't. Cerebral mm-hmm. palsy is a lack of oxygen in joy at birth. So yes, mm-hmm. that's how I acquired cerebral palsy. But cerebral palsy hasn't stopped me. Um, there are days where cerebral palsy tries to get the best of me, but other than that, I don't, um, I don't let cerebral palsy stop me. And by the way, did I mention I lost both my parents ten mm. years apart from each other? And so, and I stop that payoff. I, to put the ice in the cake, I'm actually an emotional and physical abuse survivor. Mm. Mm. Thank you for sharing that with us, when because, you know, it is such a, it, it is moving to hear, you know, what you've shared, you know, knowing that 
yes, there may be people who do not know what it is, but for you to describe what it is, um, and all of you who are listening, cerebral palsy is a lack of oxygen from, you know, from the brain. And when you are born with that, you are not able, they are part of you that is that the parts of your body from your brain all the way could be paralyzed. And that's why you see sometimes a person may not be able to function by walking, you know, or um, they may need additional support, you know, in their body to support their body. So um, Gwen is sharing that with us. But not only that, she also shared that she had lost her parents, both her parents, you know, years apart, and it did not stop her. So that is a part of what we want to bring in to you this evening is the part where any challenge or any sort of challenges that come your way should not be stopping you. And with when this evening we are learning exactly that. And hey, did you hear the part where she also said she was physically and emotionally abused? And I'm going to let her talk to you into more details of that, but I will tell you stories to let you know what people can do and how we can stop people from abusing others. Go ahead, Wen. Okay. Well, I was emotionally and physically abused on June 23rd, 2019. And I, um, I want to make one thing clear that my aide who was living with me at the time didn't do it. My stepmom didn't do it. Nor did my stepsister do it. They were all witnesses to it. What happened to me was my biological aunt came in and she did not like the situation that was going on and she went on full tilt and dumb and dumb me follows my aunt downstairs hmm. because um because she's my aunt and I my aide was out at the time actually my aide was out because of she was helping me with another project that required her to go out the door for mm-hmm. two seconds. And I I said when my aunt said, Okay, it's time and my other aunt was here. So my two aunts were here. But um the main aunt that did the abusing said, okay, it's time to go downstairs. We were all getting ready to go out to dinner and um, finish up my birthday weekend. Mm-hmm. And so, unbeknownst to me, they came out to celebrate my birthday weekend with me, which um, turned into a welfare check. And they had they wanted to check in on me 
unbeknownst to me, because they wanted to make sure that I was safe and happy after mm-hmm. my dad died. And they fully knew that my dad had passed away. Mm-hmm. And they fully knew 10 years prior they had just lost their sister, my mom. So they knew all this was happening, nothing they didn't know was there. And so, unbeknownst to me, I, I follow them down my stairs and I, um, I think, okay, they're going to help me get dressed for, because I need help because of my cerebral palsy. Mm-hmm. They're going to help me get dressed, we're going to get dressed, and then we're going to have a family sit down, a family meeting, and a aide who was there would be involved, and then um, we're going to hash out a plan to take your feet. And so that's why I followed them downstairs. Well, unbeknownst to me, they shut my bedroom door, which unbeknownst to my abuser, I had the training of spotting child abuse. And when a person, when a child says, mommy hit me, when that's not normal for a child to say, or the child comes in with bruises, or the child comes in looking at normal, you are supposed to be suspicious. Well, when a person closes your door, normally for safety reasons and for cerebral palsy reasons, I keep my door open in the last unless I tell a person I'm in a meeting or I want my dog closed. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and that night I didn't say, um, could you please, let's close the door, let's talk. I, um, I automatically assumed I would get dressed, the door would stay open. So mm-hmm. my stepmom, my aide couldn't come in and talk to them or um, figure out what I was doing. Oh no, they closed the door. They literally locked me in my room. Mm. Like, no, no, this is not good. This is not good. And then, um, and then they start asking me all these questions and asking me, how's your home life? And I said, well, we're functioning. We're doing the best we can. Man, this was one month after my dad died, mm-hmm. and so they asked me out to my home, like all this stuff that they knew the answers. They just wanted to make sure that I knew the answers. And then the um, question that kicks them off to start um, uh, physically abusing me was, "Who do you think is paying for your care?" And I said, "Bye." Well, and I knew the correct answer in my head. I was just trying to get to the bathroom. Thank you very much. I was trying to get to the bathroom to send a group text message to my aide, my stepmom, my stepsister, and take help on being abused, call 911. Mm-hmm. But, um, but in general, the abuser won't let the abuser go get the help. 
Mm-hmm. So even if I said that, they wouldn't um, they wouldn't allow me to do that. So then they put me in the shower against my will. They drag my stepsister into the axe. They run up my abuser runs upstairs. Um, I had a person in my living room. My my aide was fifteen feet away from me. She could hear what's going on in my bathroom and my stepsister was in my living room. My step sister my stepmom was all the way upstairs in our master bedroom. So so my stepsister gets dragged into the middle of this and literally dragged by my abuser and it's like, oh no, you don't drag a twenty four year old into the abuse and then they stick uh the and I don't remember any of this. Mm. I don't I um I remember moving out of the shower. I remember laying on my back, being told to lay on my back and then I remember um and then all I remember is sticking them, sticking the camera up where it's not stuck. Thank you very much. And it's like, oh boy. And then I remember me being in tears, my aide standing in my doorway, blocking my doorway, thank God, that, and my stepmom sitting on the one side of me, my stepsister standing at the base of my bed, my mom holding me, I'm in tears, and she's like, it's okay, when it's okay, it's okay. And I'm thinking, no, it's not, no, it's not, no, it's not. But I didn't want to say anything because I I didn't want to lock the boat. I was so scared out of my mind that I didn't want to lock the boat. And so then we go out to dinner and my abuser still is on till too till because she likes a glass of wine and she is a drug abuser too and she is still on till too screaming at me to do something and I'm like okay quit screaming at me and so then um she comes she goes Where's my phone? And I'm like, I don't know where your phone is. It wasn't my turn to watch it. And so um, we find out that her phone, she left my phone, her phone at my house. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh God, <laughs> you have to come back to get your phone. And so I got a awakening. I'm standing in my garage. I talking to my aunt. I got awakening from God. I um, and God literally said to me, "You, you, when need to give up the alcohol, then I'll put you on your next mission. But in the meantime, after you give up the alcohol, I need you to tell someone what happened." And so I'm thinking, "Oh great, here we go." 
And I'm thinking, okay, I will tell someone that was my awakening with God. And I will tell someone what happened. And so, a week after, I go in to see a professional counselor as part of my grief counseling after losing both my parents. Mm-hmm. And both my parents and the years apart. I mm-hmm. you lost my mom in 2010, lost my dad in 2019. And so my counselor goes, do you feel safe at home? And I had a witness to that. And then I um, had a witness to that. And I said, yes, I feel safe at home, but here's what went on. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay. I told her she's not going to do anything. Well, that next week, I walk out of counseling I don't see my aide sitting on the couch. I'm like, okay, maybe my aide is making a phone call, or maybe she went to the bathroom. I don't know. I'll just walk down and find her. And I remember a complete stranger walking up to me. She doesn't even say, your aide. He goes, your driver. He looked at me with the straightest face. He goes, your driver's in adult protective services. And I'm like, oh boy, here we go. And I knew exactly what went on. I knew exactly who I'm not a dumb dumb clan. I can right. I can figure out. I can figure out. I knew. Oh boy. I'm like, oh boy, here we go. So we've got the aid involved. We got the myself, adult protective services. As soon as the aid got questioned, adult protective services called me in. And it's like, oh boy. And then my aid, who got questioned, drove me to the professional interview which uh, that was a nice thing so mm. you guys have ever been professionally interviewed in a case like this you have cops on one side mm-hmm. the district attorney on one side they are taking notes to make sure that the story lines up and so it was my aide myself my stepmom, my stepmom, and then my stepsister, they, we all got called in. And so, and then when I, when I said to adult protective services, I think you should call my stepmom to tell what's going on. I, they go, we have, and I'm like, oh boy. And she was at work, so I can't imagine her surprise getting a call from adult protective services. And I'm like, oh boy, here we go. Mm. And so then, and so then, um, the case gets filed. Mm-hmm. The report comes back. And the funny, the sad thing was, and I had learned this 
over the years in general about over the year in general about abuse um, abusers they including my abuser my abuser goes I did nothing wrong mm. what did I do wrong I did nothing wrong and next what what so I'm like okay you're mm. not you're not helpful and so I haven't spoken to my abuser since that's good thank you so much for sharing and for those of you who are listening you know abuse come in many ways so let me say it again abuse comes in many ways you get it from a family member you get it from a close friend. You get it from your partner, your husband, your wife. And sometimes you even get it from your children. So we have to know sometimes to be okay to talk about it. Because what happens a lot of times is that we hold on to what others are doing wrong to us and not seek help so somebody else can come to our rescue. Because it's not all the time we can do it ourselves. So we need to have the cape on our shoulders, but as we wear a cape on our shoulders, we also need to seek some help just so when we cannot do it by ourselves, those people around us can help us, can come to our rescue. into our evening conversation because it's about conversation out in here um what inspires you to come in to motivate women in general outside of what you shared are there other things that inspired you to come and motivate well because i was Put in a very, very, very bad position. Um, I had a job. I was, I was lucky enough to hold a job, and I'm the type that even if I need help, I um, can still hold the job. And so I was very, very lucky to um, hold that job up until much of last year due to COVID-19. Mm-hmm. I lost my job, just mm-hmm. like several other Americans, and I was one of ones that lost their jobs due to a long pandemic. Mm-hmm. But in that job, I was being used as a paperweight. Let's just mm. that way. And people were um, not using me to my full capabilities. And so, yeah, and so I just um, was being used as a paperweight and did my least favorite job on the planet, 
which was um, which they give a lot of the disabled people nowadays admin work that that's my least favorite job on the planet that is when I really knew I was being the user of the paperweight and so um, I decided when the pandemic hit I was out of town actually I was out of town at a podcasting conference mm-hmm. and I decided during that podcasting conference well I knew what was going on I'm a smart cookie as I said I was listening to the news I knew that every classroom on the planet was turning virtual I said well if my school decides to turn the virtual on they come back to me they come back to the paperweight with uh, we don't have a plan I'm going to gracefully say I won't be returning this year and I um, and a lot of people know that story but a lot of people don't know where I was sitting in a um, podcasting conference with um, a couple women who run the fabulous podcast called She Podcast. Mm-hmm. It's all about women's empowerment and she podcast. Mm-hmm. So I listened to them speak, and of course, I was fangirling over them. And so when they said it, and the thing that got me is they said, It's very nice to see you win. What is your question? And I'm like, These people asked my name, and I got so excited. And then I thought, Okay. Paper way over, paper way over. I know where I'm going. <laughs> so I said, I said to my job, literally when I got back, I was very nice. I said, do you want me to come in and mask up and rub up and help you close out the year? They go, well, we don't have a plan. I said, well, bye guys. You don't have a teacher either. And they go, well, you're so loved in the community of education. I'm like. Bye guys, no I'm not, you don't have a teacher either, and I basically said I will be returning next year. Well, I'm glad to hear that so much, and for those of you who are listening, there are many ways in life we can turn our lives. You know, if it doesn't work, if something is not working, we can always find new ways. We can turn it around. This is the power of us women. We are now those who can wear the cape. We do not need a validation from anybody to tell us what to do, when to do. We just can change and we are here to change the world. We are here to empower the world. Just like when this evening is telling us, hey, the decision she had to make, if they don't need her, hey, she's not there to be a paperweight. She's there to do the work. And if you do not agree of her doing the work, then she's gonna do it herself because she has that power. Exactly. So when I am excited because as we getting deeper, we almost at the end to wrap up, but I'm pretty sure there are other questions the women who are listening would like 
to know more of you so if they want to link with you and they want to get to know you more where do they find you where can they find you where do you hang out when i hang out i hang out on facebook okay on facebook i am all the social media Mm -hmm. they just type in win w-i-n and my last name calls c-h-a-r-l-s or they can go to askwin.webelieve.com and then they can um find me there and have fun with me there and ask um questions of me there and if they want to tell me their stories about being physically emotionally sexually abused i'm more power to them coming out to me mm-hmm. and then i'll um i'll get them the resources that they need i know gallaudets all across the country and i know people all across the country that um can help and um i know people that can help and people that can guide you in the right direction and i will always be guiding you in the right direction thank you so much for sharing that and ladies yes if you are not by yourself um their support system and whenever you feel like or you notice there's an abuse happening don't hesitate you reach out to people call out someone let that person know you are being abused i know it's hard i understand it could be hard to talk about it but find a way you know to to show it through through the way through your body through through your the way you maneuver your body through the words of your mouth gestures if i can just say one more thing yes i have talked to a retired cop about this and i um know if you come up with cold wood and then say it in a sentence um to an individual that you know and trust i'm really Mm -hmm. lucky half the half the time when i call friends and i'm in a panic attack they go what's wrong they don't even say hi how are you Mm -hmm. they don't even know enough to know what they say what's wrong Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they um they talk me down a bit free so if you say i if you give um if you give a cold word to certain people like let's say i like my cold word for example it's gonna be yellow roses mm-hmm. i and if you say to that group of individuals let's say five individuals my cold word is gonna be yellow roses and then you um that or it could be i like brownies mm-hmm. let's say let's say again you give brownies to um the one brownies to five individuals mm-hmm. so when you say when you pick up the phone when they pick up the phone you say i am having something with brownies they are automatically triggered 
to do the following direction. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love that. Yes, use code words because when you have those words and codes, you know, and you share it with people that you truly, who truly cared for you, who are there for you, who support you, your support system, you you let them know anything that's happening to you. Once you use those code words, they will be coming to your rescue. They will come in and find help and help is what we need. So ladies who and gents who are listening to Unleashed Unapologetically, you know how we do it here. We are here to empower you and elevate you. This evening we had Wen Charles with us. I loved your name, Wen, because it's already defining that you are a winner, you know, and I love that. You bring joy because from the time I met you, we, you know, I've been with my smiley face. I'm nodding, listening, and I'm taking it all deep in because as we were in the conversation earlier, I was telling you, hey, I worked in the field. I know um, some people can be very hard and abusive, you know, to others when, especially if they do not understand, you know, certain um, aspects of how the living being is. And it's sad to know that, but we are living around people who do not care. And if you are listening to me this evening on the podcast, I'm asking you to change your mindset. Life is about changing the mindset. It's about growth mindset. We no longer do the things that we used to do when we were in our teens, when we were early 20s. We are young adults. We are women who are building confidence. We are badass women who are building confidence. So that is why you decided to listen to this podcast. You are deciding to follow through with all the other women who are there to build confidence, grow courage, build strength, knowing that they are not there alone and you no longer need to seek validation from the outside. You do not need to seek validation to make the decisions that you really want to make in your life. So start living in fully, unleash unapologetically. Until we speak to you again, ladies and gents, it was when. Charles and Nadej on the podcast tonight.